0: All right, James. Uh, just had Lee on the pod. What'd you think? An OG in the space. It was fun. Yeah, SEO is finally dead, man. SEO is finally dead. You guys have to
1: listen. uh, I think most of the podcast was actually about SEO being dead, and maybe not in the turn in the way people think. So make sure you Mm -hmm. listen in because uh, that was a really good conversation that one.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was a great conversation. Actually, I really enjoyed that. Maybe it's because it's like early for me and late for you, so I'm just hyped up right now. But um. (laughs) yeah guys uh we're pushing advice today join the advice community shit's popping off i wake up to i don't know because of the time zone i wake up to like 40 messages it's pretty intense uh yeah it's (laughs) this is like nothing i've like it's it's growing pretty fast actually so we're um i probably need this is like a soft launch but we need to we're capping it at a certain amount of people and we're reaching that cap uh i think we have to go public with the numbers soon but uh yeah well because what we're seeing is people churn and then they sign back up after a while it's it's very weird That's and then good. they keep asking they ask for their legacy pricing i'm like fuck no dude we're, and so we're gonna raise the price plus um put a cap on it so sign up for advice down in the description below using the code indexing mm-hmm. for a lifetime discount lifetime okay. we, we never raise it on our legacy customers unless you churn and if you just try to sign back up we're gonna clap you so um no chance on that uh we've we got uh, advised to- members listening
1: to our back catalog of podcasts too
0: yeah i've been enjoying today. it i saw that yeah i saw that yeah it so it it's good to hear um yeah we, we should do an episode with just us soon as well yeah for sure i think people will enjoy that but uh yeah go listen to lee it was a good episode yeah let us know what's good everyone it's track the Chow. and this
1: is james DeLacy,
0: and you're listening to this week in digital marketing All right. What's going on, Lee? Uh, we haven't had the pleasure to speak bef- together before. Um, why don't you give the audience and I a brief rundown about yourself, uh, what you're up to in the SEO world, what you're doing, um, and we can go from there.
2: Sure. I started uh, tinkering with SEO probably 10 plus years ago. When I say tinkering, it, uh, I've only been serious—what I call serious in SEO—in the last five years. Before that, I was the guy that you know would buy every Warrior Forum course, everything that you know popped up. Anything for seventeen dollars was going to get me a Lambo by Friday. It seemed. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, historically, uh, I've worked in the direct marketing, database marketing field. So my background has always been in you know mathematics, analytics, testing, that sort of thing. And it never occurred to me in all those years to apply that to SEO. So by day I was hard driven data, you know, let's, let's crunch the numbers. And then in the evenings when I would jump on, you know, in the internet marketing space, I would listen to any idiot that had something to say. So about five years ago, I started uh, doing a lot of SEO testing. Um, and you know, that was going well and some analysis. And then, you know, I've got to know more and more, uh, people in the space and, Uh, You know, now I'm on SEO Fight Club, one of the co-hosts on SEO Fight Club. You know, I speak at conferences, uh, run a uh, uh, training, tested SEO training uh, out there that, you know, trains people to Mm -hmm. utilize a lot of the tested data that we've got. And, you know, that's kind of where I am. Great. And uh, in terms of like
0: sources of income, is it mostly consulting, Um, your speaking gigs that kind of pay the bills or like what what do you have going on in the revenue front
2: Oh speaking never pays the bills speaking never <laughs> pays the bills speaking <laughs> I is don't even expense. know how this works <laughs> this work.
0: I've never spoke before
2: so I don't know you know it's, it's it's interesting in other industries speakers are paid in this industry what they do is they comp you the uh the the ticket for the conference or whatever um some places will also comp you your room uh and that's it but you still you know travel out and uh do all those sort of things so um but no our revenue streams you know we've got uh tested it you know we do training we have software that we've gotten into we have more of that coming out uh we do some uh, affiliate a little bit of lead gen mm. uh stuff outside of the internet marketing space so i've got a lot of little streams you know this year is a year mm. of consolidating and getting fewer bigger streams so great little this little um, that yeah interesting uh what kind of software do you have we have a little link building software they've got out. We've got a couple other things in in development. The the software is very uh simple. Um what it does is it creates just uh relevant links for you on cloud properties that you own. So basically it allows you to have your own PBN. So if I go do something stupid, it doesn't burn, you know, the network of sites down. Your network is independent from mine. Uh, the other feature that it has, as soon as it creates it and uploads it for you, it also grabs those URLs and gets them crawled. So basically it's mm-hmm. kind of a little push button thing that we needed for ourselves, but we've also made it public. Got it. Interesting. Um, how many people are in your team right now? On the dev team, we only have, uh, there's four of us in the, uh, the group. We have uh, two people that are primarily responsible for the development. Um, and then we've got uh, one guy that does the... Uh, uh, c- customer help, uh, you know, c- with the that sort of stuff, and um, my my other partner in this, uh, we both do the strategic testing on the stuff. So we figure out what works, we try it out, and figure out what it is that works before we ever get it coded, because there's no reason to code something that doesn't work. What's the software called, Lee? It's a simple link tool. Uh, you can find it on Witcherlabs.com.
0: All right, I'm you one right now.
2: <clears throat> nice.
0: And uh coming into 2024, um you mentioned PBNs. Um what what are you what are you thinking of the this whole space with the emergence of AI? Are you thinking is it like uh SEO is dead for the 10th time? Do you think backlinks still matter? Uh, is it more of a bulk posting AI content type of play in this year or what are you thinking from your testing?
2: You know, I think, I think there's a lot of different ways. I mean, you've got, that's a loaded question. So I'm going to give you a loaded answer because <laughs> uh, sure. I, I saw um, uh, that you like controversy, correct? <laughs> a little bit, Jackie. Oh, yeah, I, I lean like, into it. Yeah. You lean into it. All right. <laughs> so one of the things that we've seen with AI, and I've, I've talked about this, you know, uh, at a couple of different conferences in different ways. I think that SEO has about three years left. Um And the reason I think that SEO has about three years left um, has to do with the the way AI is developing. So back in the the spring, early summer, this guy developed an AI app that was pretty amazing. Uh, What it did was it allowed you to wear an earpiece. uh, And when you went into court to defend yourself against a traffic ticket, it would listen to what Mm -hmm. the judge said and what the prosecutor said. And it would tell you the applicable law To refute their, you know, it's like having a lawyer in your ear. It was an AI, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and they trained it. The models were trained on the uh, uh, the applicable, you know, traffic laws, and it was working well. And the legal industry came after it. They said the software company was practicing law without a license. Well, the law in the AI space hasn't been developed yet, but if Mm -hmm. he were convicted, you know, if the owner of the software company were convicted, it would be a felony. So he backed off of that thing. But what it showed was in that particular case, that large language model replicated the expertise of a lawyer knowledgeable in traffic tickets, things like that. Well, case law in the U.S. is all over the place. You can train AI to do that. Um, You can train AI. And I had a friend that did this. He grabbed the uh, the tax code and a couple of hours, you know, the AI would say, what do you want to (laughs) know? You know, so all of these sort of things where there is databases and code of knowledge knowledge workers can be replaced largely by well developed ai models now right now there's not a lot that's good in seo i mean they they you know we've got the uh, the ability to crank out content like there's no tomorrow but my guess is that probably starting this year you'll have various attempts made at a, an ai that will go in and do various aspects of SEO. Maybe it'll analyze your content and tell you how to optimize it over. Maybe it'll do technical analysis on your website or something along those lines. And with the exponential curve that we're on with the AI development, I and mean, if you think about right now, what we were doing last January, February with ChatGPT and what's being done right now, same thing with video, same thing with images, You know, this stuff is just ramping up at an exponential rate, which means large language models are gonna appear in the next year or so, that can replace most SEOs, I think. So, so for that you, reason, mm, for that reason, only? Oh, I was going to say, for that reason, 2024, <laughs> we're shifting away from SEO. I mean, sure, we've got, you know, courses, training software and stuff like that. And we think it's probably got about a three-year run, but we can take our SEO skills and apply it like you guys are to developing, you know, cash generating assets rather than relying on the SEO space. So that's Mm. kind of where we're shifting to this year. So so are you saying then
1: SEO is dead in terms of the SEO specialist doing SEO, or are you saying SEO is dead in terms of using I guess doing SEO to get traffic, say
2: for your own site? No, I don't think well it's possible that SEO is dead that way. I mean you never can tell, you know, what the internet's gonna be. And I'll give you two examples. I, I I use this at two different conferences. One example was back in June, I was speaking. And I said, okay, July 1st, Google um, changes the way the SERP is presented. You just have BARD up there answering a question and four websites, which is yeah. kind of the way we think it's going to go. Ever since AI came out, I said, oh man, it's going to be up there and it's going to be doing." So I said, okay, it's there. Now what? So you've got just BARD and four spots in the SERP. No infinite scroll, none of that crap, just four answers and BARD. What do you do? And the room was dead silent. And then somebody says, ads. And I said, you and everybody else, what do you think those ad costs are going to be? So now what? And people aren't thinking, you know, we're thinking about that, but we don't think about the implications when that happens. So we don't know if the marketplace would love having just, you know, an answer interface or whether they're going to be a certain segment that want those SERPs so they can go and look and refine things themselves. And if they do take away the SERPs, what will content producers do? There's no incentive for content producers to let large language models crawl their content anymore because you're not going to display it. So go buck yourself, you know? So, you know, there's that. <laughs> there's, that yeah. of it. there's a whole lot of different things that are going to develop over time. And we have no idea. Nobody has any idea about the tech, the market adoption, you know, the new players coming in, you know, what people will want or rebel against. Um, so we can't say, in those terms. But in terms of SEO, the other piece about it being dead, I asked people, I said, how many of you guys have right now in your agencies with your clients, something like, you know, for $200 a month, we'll do three blog posts, SEO optimized, blah, 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 a lot of hands, you know, whether they do that as a service or an add on. I said, okay, so what stops a guy like me, or somebody else from stepping into this space, building that service and offering it for $20 a month direct to your clients. $19.95, we'll give you three SEO-optimized blog posts doing the exact same thing you're doing. And everybody's quiet. And I said, and what stops you know somebody else in you know, Pakistan or India or something like that for doing it for $4.95 a month? Five bucks, SEO. As we develop actual language models and things like that that can really do some elements of SEO and offer those to the public, you're going to see... You know, you could see $97 a month SEO packages become the norm. And so now if I'm going to charge somebody several thousand dollars for my services, they're going to, why would I do that? Why would I pay you that Mm -hmm. when I can get it, you know, this cheaply? Now I have a marketing problem where I have to explain why it is that my service is worth 50 times what you're paying (laughs) right now in a monthly because it's different and I don't want to be in that game. So I think yeah. your average SEO can be replaced by software eventually. I actually agree. Um,
0: I think it's going to be something along the lines of what we're seeing in the content agency space. Lee, I'm not sure if you're following, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, a ton of them went bankrupt like, in mm-hmm. the last two years with the emergence of AI. Uh, mostly right. because at first, content agencies are sort of like, yeah, um, AI isn't quite there yet. And then Mm -hmm. it got there within a couple months. And then most people realized that, moved over to purely AI content, maybe human edited. They cut majority of their staff. We've done this uh, internally. We cut majority of our writers. Uh, The remainders are pretty much just editors. They go in and tweak certain stuff. And Mm -hmm. that's it. Um, What's, I guess, if I were a betting man, which I am, I'd probably take I'd probably see SEO agencies in that category in the next couple years, but I don't think it'll be as quick as. uh, Because you mentioned, what was your timeline? Like three years, maybe a good three years, but like a decreasing three years, years, right?
2: Yeah, I think over the next. I mean, I think probably in the next year or so, we're going to start to see it start to come out. Now it's you know it takes time. The marketplace is slow to adopt AI. I don't know about you guys, but if you get outside the internet marketing space and you say. Hey, if y'all played with ChatGPT, there's a good percentage of people go, I've heard about it, but you know, they're not really Hmm. doing the kinds of stuff that we're doing. They're not playing with it and learning about it and all that kind of stuff. But I heard, you know, that when, when, uh, the stuff came out and it was crappy at first, people said, Oh, well, you know what writers, you'll just have to learn to become editors. But I'm like, why? I can have my large language model become my editor. I just feed it some rules and say right now, you know, mm-hmm. one of my favorite prompts is when I have something that comes out of any of the large language models, I can go into chat GPT four and say, edit this for clarity and flow. And it tightens it up wonderfully. That's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to try that. Now, what do I need an editor for? I mean, most of the articles that come out like that, if I throw it through Grammarly, I'm done. Oh yeah. Um, sorry. I
0: should have specified. My editors isn't for like the language; it's mostly for formatting. Um, but you can yeah. also do that as well. Uh, but formatting for CRO for like affiliate purposes. Um, what so about fact checking? You, you guys doing you
1: guys
2: doing fact checking as well, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, you know, what's really good at fact checking? Bard actually is very, very good mm. at that. Mm. If you add an article and you just say, "Hey, fact check this," it'll tell you what's false, what's questionable, what's, you know, partially true. Um so you can have AI fact-check your shit too. Interesting. You know, Bard is is very um, very good as a question and answer. It's not a a a writer, it's not a content creator, but it's good mm-hmm. at research and it's good at fact-checking. Gotcha. That's
0: good to know. Um I personally got to play around with Bard a lot more. Um, James, w- w- are you mostly using ChatGPT or Bard?
1: Yeah, I'm mostly using ChatGPT. I don't re- I don't really dabble in Bard much. But after this, if if Bard can do stuff like that, it might be interesting to throw something in there.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Um, so Lee, you're pretty bearish on SEO industry as a whole. Uh, what do you think of like the affiliate site or the lead gen sites, uh, that are out there right now? Um, would you? let's say you had a hundred K would you even put your money into that space or would you just throw it into something completely outside of this space?
2: I don't, I don't think that those, because those are, you know, when you're doing lead gen, you know, people are going to need plumbers. AI is not going to fix that Mm -hmm. at least not for a while. (laughs) You have to (laughs) have robotics attached to it and that's going to, you know, that's going to take a minute for us to get there. Mm -hmm. So Those are kind of things for for those of us that are looking at this AI problem with respect to knowledge work of all type, people say, oh, man, you're so damn negative. And I'm like, no, I'm not negative. I can just see that this is very easy and a clear path to develop, which means we just got to shift around. So you're right now, from what I understand of your income streams, you're in the perfect freaking space. You're in the perfect space. You're looking at, you know, lead gen and affiliate and these sort of things. Some of those things, you know, maybe AI can make a run or make competitors that can, you know, do a, you know some of what you do. But the truth is um, you have an expertise that is outside the norm. You know, I do an mm-hmm. SEO. I understand more than your average bear there when it when it comes to that. So it means that you still even if we can program an AI to do a pretty good job at affiliate marketing or lead gen or whatever you still have tricks up your sleeve that you know is not out there that's not common knowledge that a large language model is not going to be able to pick up from looking at a bunch of documents or anything else you'll still win if we all have push button solutions then we have a tie on the internet something's got to break mm. the tie and you know guys like you have the ability to do that because you stay on top. You, you don't just go with what everybody else is doing. You've got other things going for you. So I think Mm -hmm. that, you know, for me, I'm looking at affiliate because you can still use your SEO skills to rank sites to generate income, but selling SEO services, selling SEO software, selling SEO training, that's going to get harder as you know, when AI can move into that space. And it becomes more of a commodity, even than it is right now.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Do you see these uh, SEO tools?
0: So, I mean, based off of what you just said, you should probably start shorting SEMrush or something like that. It would be a pretty <laughs> pretty strong bet. But, um, yeah, I mean, do you think it will be some somewhat like a race to the bottom with the implementation of AI into these SEO tools? Or do you think, yeah, like would you I even so. go I mean, into...
2: SaaS in the
0: SEO space, you know.
2: I think you have a. There's a time for it, you know. But as as it becomes commonplace, you know, there's going to be more and more of that. So, I mean, one of my favorite things to do, I tell the story back in in know, February of last year. where You know, I, I jumped on ChatGPT. I heard a bunch about it. Jumped on it. Started playing around, with it, asking the questions. Oh, it's cool. Can it do this? Can it do this? And I spent like two or three hours here at my desk doing that. And then I pushed back away from my desk and I said, "Fuck, I don't have to do this." And the reason I don't have to do this is because everybody and their brother is going to do this. Everybody's going to figure out the content prompts because that's the obvious thing. I started using it for non-obvious things like coding. So, you know, if you have things that you do on a regular basis, you can have, you know, ChatGPT write code to do those things for you or scripts or whatever else. There was uh, somebody that I'd heard about back in, I don't know, probably April that said, oh yeah, I've had ChatGPT write me like four or five WordPress plugins. And I was like, shit, I need to do that. I haven't done it yet. (laughs) But you know, that's the thing, because the code stuff, everybody's trying to figure out how to do that. So let me ask you this, Jackie. Have you played with taking some software like that and having just vomit up a large affiliate site? And if so, how well did it perform out of the box?
0: Uh affiliate site right not like a single page like a whole site yeah um i've never even tested those because i guess it would be something like 10 web one of those uh automated ai website builders um
2: no i haven't really played with that before actually so i can't say have you so uh, uh, well i have uh, i haven't personally because uh ai content is not well SEO'd. So, you know, you're you're looking at average content, but a lot of people have done it. You have some people that claim to have had great success with it, but you look at it and say it, it's sort of moderate. Most people get it out there and they say, well, it doesn't perform, it doesn't rank, it doesn't, you know, do anything, which could speak to their SEO skills or to the, you know, just the content. But you don't hear everybody saying, Man, I just use Chat GPT or, or Llama or whatever else, and I'm just vomiting up these sites, man, and I'm making, you know, Seven, eight figures a month doing that. You don't hear those stories much, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, I think
2: um, personally
0: how I I feel about that is mostly because Google is like prioritizing super authoritative sites like Forbes and shit. Um, So if Forbes did that, like super mediocre, straight out of chat GBT content, I think they'd rank.
2: What do you think? I think they would for a time, but if you believe yeah, that Google's looking at okay. mediocre content, you know, it, it, over time you would see you know a degradation in their rankings. Do so, you believe that? Because I don't, well, I don't think they,
1: I don't think they see it, see mediocre content and start. To, I mean, I've seen some pretty shit content on these big sites, and I don't know if it makes any real difference. Well, we all know. Do you mean like we've all seen two things?
2: We've we've all seen. Uh, a a crap page rank really, really well with a great backlink profile. And we've seen a page with a shitty backlink profile, but it's great page rank really well as well. So, you know, there's there's various ways of getting your ranking points with on page and off page. There's a lot of different ways of doing that. So the question is, why doesn't AI content rank really well, even though it reads pretty damn well? And that's simple. So if you go and do a Google search for a keyword, um, wool socks, and it'll say, hey, one to 10, you know, here's results one to 10 out uh, of 1.4 million or whatever. So if ChatGPT is trained on, you know, the, the documents of the internet or some fraction of them, the average document ranks at 700,000. And that's what it tends to write towards is the average of the corpus that it was trained on. So it's not trained on Things that rank on page one, it's trained on all of it. And when it outputs, you know, its stuff, it's going to output a very average article, which is not going to rank well. So Mm -hmm. I don't see these mass sites doing that. But a large site like Forbes, if they put up an average article and they linked with all that authority and stuff like that, yeah, the damn thing could rank. But it's not ranking because it's good content. It's ranking because you have all that authoritative uh, power Mm -hmm. and relevance around it yeah what if forbes took that amazing article on
0: a like a mediocre backlink profile site and simply mm-hmm. just asked ChatGPT to, to rewrite that would <laughs> rewrite it to be unique but you know same format same great content but forbes just spat that out do you think it would rank higher or lower than just like a straight ai content trained on the front page results
2: it depends on how the instructions were done if you did it Mm, yeah all right so you remember the old uh, spin rewriter uh you know that kind Mm -hmm. of stuff yeah yeah. you know so when you when you did a spin you know you wanted to make sure that you kept the keywords in there your entities in there else whatever it is you want to keep those And, and most of what was spun was just you know variations of the other words which meant if we're just looking at keyword density, it remained the same in all the spun articles. Whatever it was, you know, in your base, it was there. So if it treated it like that, then yes, it would have as well SEO'd as the base article because it's just changing some of the context around it, but it'll probably leave most of the keywords entities and things like that there as it paraphrases, in essence, you know, the old article. But if you sit there and say, hey, use this as a base and write something, it's gonna write something. More like the topics it was trained on, and it's going to give you average crap it'll read well, hmm. but it won't rank well hmm. that's true now we've that's we've true. played what, what, with my wife and I've played with you know putting up you know several sites of 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 varying sizes with nothing but a i content and They get, you know, sort of mediocre rankings out of the box. You know, you 40 to 90 if, you know, if they rank, And there's nothing that's going, oh man, I'm right on the page two or, you know, on page one with that stuff. You have to do some other things to make it work. You either have to really power it up with links or, you know, change the SEO of those pages or something because, you know, it's average and the stuff you're competing against is not.
1: What's your take on uh, Google recently? I mean, just from what we're seeing, uh, favoring e-commerce sites and a lot of uh, best keywords, and also obviously favoring Reddit and Cora as well. But yeah, it seems like e-commerce sites tend to have an advantage. Even e-commerce site that I've been posting on recently, as the partnership is ranking like crazy for some pretty competitive stuff.
2: So let me ask you: with those particular e-commerce sites, do you see a lot of solid interlinking within categories? You know, so you know your various. Uh, if you have you know housewares as a category, your housewares products you know, interlink you know to each other through widgets or related products or things like that
1: yeah typically yeah
2: those work well um and I think it's it's the same way we had uh my wife and I started playing with uh this this past year we started looking at internal linking mm. in our own sites you know and and those of uh you know people we were helping out and stuff like that. And we found that most of the time now, I mean, internal linking has been sort of a forgotten thing. Back in the day, you used to sit there and try to do link sculpting, page rank sculpting, and all this sort of stuff. And we don't do that anymore. And what ends up happening for most sites is that if you look at the internal links, they tend to be either one keyword uh, across the site or the title of the article or whatever else as your, your anchor text across the site. There's no variation, there's nothing like that. And so what we found is if we go into the content and we change the anchor text, of the link, so you get a variety of relevant anchor text, and we do that across the site, you get a site wide rise in rankings without touching the content of the page. You know, mm-hmm. it changes the, the the context. So, you know, if you've got a page about you know wool socks and it's best wool socks and comfortable wool socks and wool socks for hiking or whatever else and these are sort of the anchor texts going back to your page, Google has a much better appreciation about what that page is about because the other pages of your site are telling it. But instead, we just go wool socks, wool socks, wool socks, you know. And it's like, okay, is that it? Is that all? You know, there's nothing else uh, to give Google additional clues about what it should rank for. So I see mm-hmm. e-commerce sites that have these widgets and things like that. You've got relevant internal links going back and forth, you know, from relevant pages. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Sites that don't rank That's well actually, don't uh... do that. Yeah,
0: that's an interesting idea. I, I, yeah, I think that could be it actually, because like a Shopify store out of the box is beautifully interlinked already. Whereas your average blog about, like you said, wool socks, um, has like I bet one you isn't link. as yeah. I bet <laughs> you it's maybe one internal link per article. It's like spread all over the place. It's not as tight, quote unquote, as a Shopify mm-hmm. site out of the box. So I yeah honestly yeah. could be could be it um and also like all the different variants are indexed like different colors of wool socks probably sure. sends a nice signal to google as well different types maybe it's not wool maybe it's i don't know a blended sure uh, polyester or some shit yeah i think all that is great signals to google and i probably yeah. agree to it but can't you just fake that you can create a fake there are out of sight that taking that now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um and just using affiliate links
1: instead.
2: Yeah. Um Yeah, yeah. You you can, but you know, you before somebody can click on your damn affiliate link, they gotta find your page. You know, so you know, you gotta have mm-hmm. the SEO so that you know somebody uh can search a keyword, find your page and go, ooh, cool, and then you know, click over to um, you know, where the money's made. So mm-hmm. you know, one of the things we do, and this is just stupidly simple stuff is, you know, we'll grab your um, search console data and say, you know, what are the keywords that this page is getting impressions for? Let's go make that internal links coming from other pages. You know, let's let's change wool socks to some of these, you know, other variations that you're already getting, you know, some love for. And then all of a sudden, boom, you get more impressions for more keywords and you get, you know, an increase in rankings for the ones that you're getting impressions for. Hmm. You know, we make this shit way too hard sometimes, (laughs) but that's one of my favorites. That that actually is before I'll even SEO pages, we will go in and and change the internal link structure.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. But have have you also seen sites ranking twice on the first page now? So one for uh, XYZ review, and then the second page will be the product, but it's a uh, quote unquote product page with the specifications mm-hmm. and the description and then like a link to buy it, which is an a fair link. So they're twice on the same page.
2: Yeah. And you can, I've also seen it where you'll have, um, if we were doing a, a blog on socks or something like that, you have the wool socks page and then you'll have site links also within that listing, you know, it'll have hmm. red, red wool socks, blue wool socks, or, you know, whatever other pages you might have, uh, you know, in there in the site link. So yeah, it, There's a lot of things and I don't know what triggers those, you know, we haven't played around with any of that. We just look and go, Oh, look, we got a double listing or something like that, you know, or we got two pages competing. Um, but you know, we don't spend time or I haven't spent any time trying to figure out what causes that because a lot of times those things happen in the SERPs and then Google changes, you know, the way the SERPs are displayed, it goes away and you think "Did I do something wrong now. They're just, you know, experimenting around with the look and feel of the SERP, see what's going on. So,
0: Gotcha. Interesting. Um, I wanted to ask you, uh, cause it seems like you do a lot of testing with SEO. Mm-hmm. Um, you also mentioned that, uh, any tests recently that resulted in something that's very contrary to popular belief in the industry.
2: Almost all of them, <laughs> you know, that so, call outs just for like the, me, uh, the, from the maybe last two months. Let me think if I can, because a lot of the stuff you know we uh the our group you know we share that and kind of keep that internal but mm-hmm. um let me think if i have one that's let me think on that for a minute i'll just, i'll percolate on that in the background and hmm. see if something comes to mind
0: yeah yeah that's no problem that's no problem um yeah i don't know if you've uh kept up with what i'm trying to test right now but we're we're rolling out like affiliate content on a bunch of high authority sites pretty much Mm -hmm. just taking like mini Forbes uh, approach on everything. You know how Forbes just tackles all. They're like multifaceted at the moment. They're jack of all trades, um, master of all apparently. And they're (laughs) ranking for everything under the sun. I think they do upwards to like 100, 150 million dollars a year on affiliate revenue. Um, So what we're trying to do is just like take market share from them on like certain industries Mm -hmm. using these like very, very strong traditional newspapers, pretty much. And it's been working incredibly well. Um, So, for example, um, one newspaper would target only supplement niches. One newspaper would only target homeware, as you mentioned earlier, um, Mm -hmm. and just like create that sort of quote-unquote topical authority across that one industry. And um, that has been working better than if you target several industries at the same time on a newspaper for example if i target i don't know 10 posts of supplements 10 posts of homeware 10 posts of garden um right that's what we're seeing at least uh
2: so, so far. Do you in, think, are you just using in,
0: but,
2: are you just using news sites or using you know uh, expired domains are you you know building up the authority on something and then repurposing it you know for this i mean sort of what's the the angle that we, you're taking we, without giving away your secret sauce
0: no, uh, we've uh, fully given it away already. So we just partner up with the existing <laughs> businesses with strong authority, such as okay. legacy newspaper brands, um, maybe SaaS companies that lost its legs and didn't have a perfect product market fit, um, e-com sites as well. Those have all done extremely well. Uh, but yeah, so it's across the board. But uh, newspapers are the, legacy newspapers are the ones I'm most excited about because they can target any niche, whereas let's say uh, a med tech SaaS company can only target medical
2: or like health niche, right? So mm-hmm. that's why. You know, it, it's interesting because what we find and you know, we talk about this uh, a lot. If if I'm in local, for example, and I'm, I'm Lee's plumbing and electrical, I have two different things going on there, two different sets of keywords, two different, completely different topics. And so we find that when you have, you know, your electrical pages are linking over to your plumbing services and your plumbing services linking over to your electrical that you don't really rank well for either of those because you're kind of confused, you know, you're kind of confusing why is my, you know, plumbing uh my hot water tank repair page getting links from, you know, an electrical repair page and they just don't make sense. So what I like about newspapers um and by the way, some of the niches that I've looked at, uh, I, I keep getting, you know, my head scratching uh, because I'll look yoga pants. I'm like, what the hell does Forbes know about yoga pants with their articles, you know, in the number three position or, you know, things like that. And mm-hmm. I'll go and look for something else like, you know, uh, electric toothbrushes. And, you know, Forbes has got the 10 best electric toothbrushes. and am ranking on pay. Like, what the hell does Forbes know about electric? Tooth? You know, so I see what you're talking about uh, out there with these sort of uh, plays. But, if you can keep, you know, even within a newspaper, um, you know, they'll have sports and the sports, you know, will will interlink, but the sports won't, you know, link to weather necessarily. I mean, it'll navigation, but it doesn't, you know, link out in those articles and stuff like that. So I think if you're doing sort of topical sites or thematically related sites and the affiliate going on, that's a nice play. That is a mm-hmm. nice play. I, I would think that that would work. You know, extraordinarily well. Um, you're borrowing a little bit of the topical authority and definitely the link equity of the, the site mm. to pump up your you know product pages. So they should rank yeah. well out uh, of the box I would think.
0: Yeah mm-hmm. and they do. I'm just trying to figure out how to scale that but um, having trouble because I think a lot of for example the Nashville Star the general manager of the national star isn't gonna chat with some Asian guy online. Who's just does SEO, you know, like this guy (laughs) is not talking to me. Um, but I think the idea is there. Uh, but we'll see. I'll, I'll definitely keep you posted on this test, but, uh,
2: well, let me ask So you far, this. so you, good. I think. Can you get an intermediary who looks the part? You know, maybe somebody who's formerly in the newspaper thing and saying, hey, you know what? I don't do the newspaper thing anymore, but, you know, I've got 20 years experience doing it. And here's something that, that's a revenue generator for me and my guys. And you give him a piece just to go and not be you. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 Like a
0: sales guy. <laughs> um, that's a great yeah. idea. I just ha- have to find that one guy. Who's <laughs> in the newspaper industry, but I agree that that would probably that person will kill it. You just sell one person; he has to be sold on it, otherwise, he can't sell it properly. But if yeah. he's sold on it, it's over. Yeah,
2: and he he looks the part. I mean, it's one of the things. Uh, my wife spent I don't know 30 years in the. Uh, she was a contractor uh, for all of that, so you know, if we go out and talk to somebody about lead gen in you know any of the home services, she can talk about it way better than you or I could. You know, it's, there's, there's a language, there's a connection, there's a bond, a shared experience, and you're not a newspaper guy, you know, but if you yeah, find a newspaper guy, he can talk the talk and say, Hey, I've got a team, even though he's a little cog in the, uh, your team, but he can position it in a way that, you know, brings people on board just because of you're borrowing his authority, basically.
0: Yeah, mm.
2: pretty much. Um,
0: love that idea. Actually, that's a great idea. Just got to find someone who's like recently retired in the industry <laughs> Put an to come to out it. of retirement. I'm sure Link- yeah. LinkedIn someone. is your friend. Yeah, LinkedIn. yeah, that sounds good. All right. Yeah, I'll definitely try that out and let you know. Um, but listen, I-, I actually am a bit short on time today. Uh, but Lee, where do you want to send people? Where-, where do you want to send our audience full of just SEO and affiliates? Um, where can they find you?
2: You know, there's only, there, there's only, well, they can find me on SEO Fight Club on uh, YouTube mm-hmm. or test at com is our, our training thing or Witcher Labs is where we have, you know, different products and services that are in development and, and coming out. You'll see more about that in, you know, over the next 12 months, that'll uh, grow because we got a lot of things in development there and in testing there. So those are the primary places if people are interested in seeing what I'm up to. Amazing. Um. If there's no final
0: call-outs, then we can end it there. It was great chatting with you. It was fun, actually. It was a pleasure, man. Cheers, Lee. All right. Cheers. Until next time.